Hello, and welcome to the Modern Goat Rider podcast. I want to take this opportunity to emphasise the opinions expressed by our hosts and guests are strictly their own and don't represent the positions of any lodge, grand lodge, or other branches of the independent order of Oddfellows. Our stimulating conversations will be open to the public for purposes of inspiring our global membership and promoting the order. So with that, sit back, open your ears and your heart in your hand, I'll introduce you to our hosts. Hello and welcome to the Modern Goat Rider Podcast. I'm Billy Sanderson. And I'm Josh Miller. Hi Josh, how are you today? You know me! I'm loving the FLT. Non-stop FLT, even in the summertime. The hotter it gets, the hotter your FLT, right? (laughs) And it's hot right now for Victoria. It's hot. So today we're going to have an interview with the Murphys, Bill and Rachel Murphy, who are a uh, father-daughter team in the Victoria Oddfellows. Uh, but before we get to that, what do you got? Well, I mean, the father-daughter story is very exciting for me, because if you if you listen to um, episode 1.5, called my daughter while she was cleaning the bathroom and asked her about Oddfellowship, and she said that she might want to be an Oddfellow someday. So... Here's the roadmap. Exactly. And uh, so, you know, this story is, it's its really fun. You hear a lot, I mean, in the past, you hear a lot of father, son, grandfather, that kind of thing of Odd Fellowship, but none. And obviously Rebecca's and um, you get that uh, multi-gender generational connection. But um, right now we have two Odd Fellows. One's a nice. daughter and one's a father. Yeah. Welcome to Studio FLT. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. So we were going to just do a little, a bio. So, Rachel, would you like to start and uh, give us a little who's Rachel and why an odd fellow? Yeah, so um, I'd always wanted to be an odd fellow. Dad would always disappear into the night to odd fellows, and it always seemed so mysterious and exciting and something that I always wanted to be a part of. And you know our lodge, it's pretty fantastic. We'd have lots of birthday parties there as a kid, and you know, I wanted to know what happened in these walls as an actual odd fellow. But when I was a kid, there really wasn't any Lady Oddfellows at that point. And the Rebecca's, it was a whole new mystery as well. So they just didn't seem like something I wanted to join because Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about them. Um, So in, uh, I guess, five years ago, I started kind of getting more into actually wanting to join, especially because then uh, Bastion started existing. Um, And then I guess about a year and a bit later, I got initiated. It took a bit of coercing because I am the youngest member in Bastion, so it is... How old are you? I'm 29. So, you know, it's a bit of a... You got to make friends, right? It's not as easy. Um, So, and then, of course, uh, Melissa Morris was uh, the sister that, you know, helped me join. And then she left for Thailand. So then I was like, okay, now I really have to make friends. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess uh, from there... Color bearer was my first job, and now I'm secretary, and um, that's, I guess, probably where I'm going to stay for a while. It sounds like nobody wants to take over. (laughs) (laughs) Being a secretary is a thankless job, except when I'm around, because I thank the secretary endlessly. Like, I I love secretaries, and I really appreciate all the hard work they do. Oh, my God. And it's true. You can be there as long as you want, because no one's breaking down the door to try and do that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And this man sitting beside you... Uh, your father, he's been an odd fellow for a long time. Let's hear all about your journey in odd fellowship, so, Bill. Brother Jim Stiven and I walked by the odd fellows building in 1991, saw those big oak doors, and looked up the stairs and wondered, what the heck is this place? And so we pressed the doorbell, and a brother came down, and he just happened to be there doing some janitorial, and he showed us around. And Jim and I, being into heritage stuff, totally fell in love with the place. So he gave us applications. So Jim and I and another fellow, Bob Kraus, all joined the same night. After our, and we knew nothing about Odd Fellows. They put us in the billiard room while they started their lodge meeting. After their lodge, part of their lodge meeting, they brought us in and uh, initiated us. And after we were initiated, we walked out of there. And we went down to the Strathcona Hotel for a beer and thought, what the (laughs) heck did we get ourselves in? Anyhow, 20 or 30 years later, we're still doing it. So, yeah. 
And so what roles have you filled as an oddfellow? Well, I joined Victoria Number 1. Jim's still a member of Victoria Number 1. Uh, I've had almost every single chair except not the financial chairs. I was a secretary for a number of years. I did chaplain forever and ever, outside guardian, inside guardian, on and on, all those sorts of things. Because I was told one time a million years ago you had to have every chair before you did Noble Grand. Plus, with two young kids at home, I didn't want to be Noble Grand until they got a little older. So when Rachel mentions birthday parties at Oddfellows, she's talking when she was a kid and she and her sister would have birthday parties. And Yeah, like and eight years old, we'd uh, bring sleeping bags and sleep. We had a sleepover. And I slept on the games room floor. They were all in the lodge hall using the microphones. I pretended I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and your um, eldest daughter was married in the hall. That? Yes, right. and so was I. And my so, second marriage, right. yes, yeah. and probably Rachel will be one day too. So, yeah. Well, admit that you are past grandmaster. Oh yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> the, now the junior past grandmaster of the Grand Lodge of BC, which I never in a million years would have thought I would have ever ever got into. But it's one of those progressive things that I see you, Billy, and I, Josh. I see you totally working your way. Next thing you know, you're on Grand Lodge. Next thing you work, never thinking you would do that. Yeah, which is good. It's really good. You're helping out on a different level. And so when Jim and I first joined, my whole thing was working on the building. I put the carpet, and I didn't physically do it, but I hired the carpet layers for the lodge hall. I put the elevator in the room, uh, in the building. I put, restored the billiard room, which I was very much involved in in that. But we already own the beautiful tables and all those things that are in there. Um, I've done numerous zillions of hours of work on that building and Jim is still working even today Jim's working on that building um, so I sort of I don't know what I want to say I moved on but my interests are different in odd fellows you younger men and sister uh, can take the ball and run with it I take care of a building in Port Alberni that odd fellows owns and I'm on Grand Lodge so and I don't want to slow any of you men down there's sometimes I disagree with uses of our hall, but that's odd fellows changes as time goes on. So you can't have an old man. I'm 70. Can't have an old man holding people back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've never held us back, Bill. You've always uh, helped uh, push us forward, I think. So I think you're being a little modest. The truth is, is that Bill has been an inspiration to a lot of odd fellows in our lodge and others. Um, he does a tremendous amount of work for the order, and you you were the first person I knew who had an odd fellows tattoo. How many tattoos do you have? Three and a big one on my, the third big one on my three shoulder. odd fellows tattoos. So I took the charter off the wall. <laughs> Nobody knew, and I took it down to an, uh, a tattoo parlor and we pulled the little staples out of the back and unrolled it and oh my god the guy said and he photocopied part of it and transferred it onto my shoulder and I nicely see I've never told anyone this and then I <laughs> took it back to the lodge hall and hung it on the wall nobody's the wiser so well now everybody across the entire planet knows um Billy also has an odd fellows tattoo um Rachel do you have, have one yeah, me neither me neither I think we're the only people uh in the known world that don't have tattoos <laughs> yet, but uh, who knows? Who knows? So what is it about Oddfellows now as a three and a half year, four year? Something maybe? like that, yeah. So what is it about Oddfellows now compared to when you first joined? And, and I'll assume that when you first joined, you were a little in the dark about kind of everything you could do. But what's mm -hmm. your take on Oddfellows now a few years into it? A lot of community work. That's what I take out of it, and that's what I enjoy out of it, um, and kind of that giving back to to the people in your city and the people around you. Um, I don't have a lot of money. I'm still a student, so mm -hmm. I don't, I can't give to charities, and I can't, I don't just have barely money for myself, right? So um, being able to give my time, which I have, to people, it's it's nice to be able to do. Uh, my first big event was the Ton of Love, and I still really, really enjoy the Ton of Love. Um, that's, I don't know, have you guys talked about it before? Uh, we haven't done the whole story, but mm -hmm. uh, you can we can talk kind of, briefly but, about it. Sure. Well, so for me, I uh, the first year I did it, I did the um, kind of gift-giving area. And it was really interesting to see 
what gets donated and what's kind of missing. Um, there was no nothing for teens. There was lots of gifts for uh, Christmas for kids, but not for teens. It kind of reached an age and then there was nothing. So, you know, finding those kind of things that you can fix. And um, I really feel Bastion succeeded at that this year. And then obviously uh, the giving of food, the ton of food is just like incredible. It's you know, people really appreciate it. So, yeah, makes makes a holiday really special. Cool. And Bill, what do you, uh, since you're Grandmaster, you've done more looking into your Odd Fellowship-ness, I guess, or Odd Fellow Wisdom? I don't know how to answer that, Billy, but I know that I'll be an Odd Fellow till the day I die. I just, I could never quit. Um, you know, I... It's so neat to see the rebirth of the three lodges and a little bit of the Rebecca's, which they're not having any rebirth in our hall in Victoria. When I first joined, uh, Victoria Number no. One was, which was a larger lodge than Columbia Number no. Two, it would raise five hundred dollars to give to the mustard seed, and I and we'd write them a check, and I would say, well, why don't we put our blue blazers on and go buy I don't care ten or twenty turkeys uh, and walk in the door and get a picture taken by the local newspaper. Oh, don't be silly. Just give them a five hundred dollar check, and that's all we did. There was no there was community involvement if you consider writing a check community involvement. And you get a thank you letter back from the uh, secretary of such and such. Thank you for your donation. And Columbia number two. So, okay, why then I, during all of this, I switched from Victoria Lodge number one and joined Columbia number two. I got as high as vice grand in Victoria number one. And Victoria number one, well, Oddfellows welcomed women into Odd Fellowship in, I believe, 2001. And Victoria number one started welcoming women in, and it was great. And I enjoyed that too, and I really liked those sisters, and some of them are still members to this day. But after it hit, and I don't know what, about 10 or 15%, I felt the male camaraderie that I enjoy in Oddfellows started to change. And so I moved over to Columbia number two, which has retained itself as a men's lodge. And of course, we have Rachel's Lodge as a women's lodge, so... Um, and I, I enjoy an evening with a bunch of guys. That's all. Again, we're blessed in Victoria to have the options. So you do have that mixed lodge. You do have that men's lodge. You do have that women's lodge. So you have the choice. And and, and you can go to some on Monday night. You can go to the lodge that has both men and women. Wednesday night you go to the men's only. And if you want to go to the women's lodge, you go to the women's lodge, the bastion. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think, you know, it's, uh, again, we need to preface that um, we have members of Bastion, uh, women from Victoria, come and visit our lodges all the time uh, in Columbia. So, yes, we are a um, men's lodge mostly. We do, you know, if you're a visiting member, it doesn't matter what gender you are, you can go and yeah. to any meeting, yeah. right? We yeah. do that, you know. Um, it happens to Bastion, too, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we come and visit Bastion all the time, and it's a... Uh, yeah, it's, it's just we're very lucky in Victoria to have that those yeah. options. We have yeah. such a so many members, so many uh, options to you know visit whatever kind of lodge you want to. Yeah. So that was where I was going to go on the visiting because it is a topic that I've had in my back parking lot is the fraternal visit and doing the history work that I did. We were seeing these reports in the newspaper about fraternal visits a group from Victoria and Columbia visiting the Dominion Lodge and that there was some event or there was just a fraternal visit. So my question is, as Grandmaster, did you ever get a sense, this is a big subject change from family, but we'll come back to that. But as Grandmaster, did you have a sense that fraternal visits were considered or lodge to lodge visits were being enacted upon anywhere in the province? I don't think they're being enacted upon, but it sure is neat to go to someone else's lodge. Mm -hmm. It's really neat. Not just as the Grand Master. It's just neat to be and see how they do it different. Some people still sing God Save the Queen. Um, Mm. Bless O Canada, which I haven't heard God Save the Queen since I was in elementary school, I think. But that's got to be one of the best parts of being Grand Master, is actually going out to all the different lodges in the province. And that's... um, 
Yeah, I mean, that gives you a perspective of what's going on within uh, uh, your jurisdiction and, uh, you know, where Odd Fellowship is. Uh, and, any comments on and that? And there's nothing stopping any of us, if you're in Vancouver, right. to going to Van 90, uh, Delta Lodge, going to Nanaimo. Um, I go to Nanaimo sometimes because I live up island. It's probably quicker for me to drive to Nanaimo. They now meet in a bit of a pub. So you get a big jug of beer in front of you and they meet. Mm-hmm. And their lodge is starting to grow. So back on the family, uh, where was your, you were saying you were going because there was a mystery. Did you, did you tap him for any pre, he's shaking his not, head very, yeah, he never really. even told me. Um, I mean, we always, uh, we live right near, or we used to live right near Ross Bay Cemetery. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, sometimes you go for a, an evening walk after dinner and look at all the different uh, tombstones that had three links on them and stuff. One summer, Dad uh, spruced up a bunch of those gravestones, um, and they had the like nice wrought iron fences mm-hmm. around them and stuff. Um, that kind of like, I just I was kind of curious, you know, what? Why does Dad have so much care for this? You mm-hmm. know, um, I was there for his uh, huge tattoo, the stolen charter one. <laughs> <laughs> stolen charter tattoo forever. Have to have that tattooed underneath. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I was just always curious what what went on there, and I, you know, I lived through his frustrations with, you know, doing stuff around the lodge sometimes where mm-hmm. he wanted to get the billiard room spruced up, and people were opposed to it, mm-hmm. and now people go, that billiard room, unbelievable, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, and people didn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? And then the other thing, too, when I went in there, when I was way younger, the place looked a lot like a hospital or a nursing home. It was very white and stark. It had that kind of smell about it. Mm. Looked like a church basement. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, and so it just, it looked like a project. And then as Dad kept sprucing it up and sprucing it up and painting the walls in the dining room so it didn't look so white... Yeah, I wanted to be more and more part of it because it kept getting better and better. Sure. You must have felt a certain attachment to it as well, seeing your father pour so much work into it. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, there must be some pride coming from you having your kid perpetuate the Murphy name within an order that you care so much about. It is neat. And so Oddfellows owns a building in Port Alberni. I sent you an email about that. Uh owns a building in Port Alberni and it fell upon me to renovate the building and bring it back up to a good rentable thing when the lodge closed in Port Alberni. And Rachel had sent me a text one night, I'm joining Lodge uh, Bastion tomorrow night and I'm up in Port Alberni and I'm working with a guy and I'm humming and hawing and talking, you know, I really should be there for Rachel's initiation. So we worked only till about 1130 in the morning, packed up our tools, drove to Victoria and didn't tell Rachel that I was there. And so as she was doing her initiation, I was the fellow who put over her shoulder, caught her hair and almost said, started to say, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And she had no idea I was even in the room. So it's just very cool. Yeah. I was actually a little bit disappointed that he couldn't make it. Um, But then it was my fault, you know what I mean, for not telling him <laughs> that it was happening. And I also was. didn't really know that that was a thing that he could join in on necessarily, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, yeah. I don't know the ins and outs That's yet. That's right. So when I told him, he's like, oh, I'm in Port Alberni, I was thinking at most he'd be, you know, in Duncan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, <laughs> so. But he made it. Yeah, he made it. So yeah. that was super That's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great story. Has this, has this experience of you both being within the same fraternal order made you closer or um, has there been more chance for you to do work together? Anything like that? I'd say so. I would say so. We could go back as far as uh, when divorce hit our family. Um, it helped me connect with both my daughters. They lived with me for three years, and so suddenly I got to know my daughters. And so we stayed very connected. Rachel and I lived together for another two years afterwards. So, and then seeing her in Odd Fellows, and everybody knows who she is, which is pretty neat. So, yeah, I think it's connected us even even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then there's you know spaghetti socials that I remind Dad to show up at. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting older now, so he needs the reminder <laughs> exactly. to show up to certain events. Well, and, 
it's funny. No, I thought I had a dentist appointment at 12.30 tomorrow. It's next Wednesday. Right? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. Because every time I go to an event that dad's not there, they're, well, where's Mr. Murphy? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, am I, are we a package deal always? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I do try to remind him more often of things. Because he's not, the, basically the reason I kept Facebook was for Bastion. Mm-hmm. Uh, around that time, I was getting real done with Facebook. Um, but now I've kind of tuned it so that it's, pretty much specifically for odd fellows and so then i get all the events i get all the things and then mm-hmm. does not really on facebook too much so so you get to him. let him know what's going on yeah awesome and then uh, in your age group um have you done any recruiting yourself a lot of my friends are interested i know one guy friend of mine is super interested but he's a little bit not wanting to join C2. I think he would way be interested in joining B4. Mm. Um, I don't know where that lies, and I don't know how serious he is, but we have talked about it many times. Otherwise, um, I have another girlfriend who's currently in Vietnam. Uh, When she's back, maybe, uh, she was actually super interested. Everyone's interested, but it's like kind of not the right time. Um, So I kind of just, you know, and I tell them all the, or ask, answer all the questions they have you know and um to a point i guess you know try to keep it as mysterious and what what excited me about it um but yeah nobody's really hopped on yet which one of the things the best things columbia does is have open meetings and brings in prospective members they get an idea of what it's all about and if they want to hang out and keep coming they do come and victoria lodge back in my day when i was a member there never did that they brought people in totally cold they didn't know anything about it also back in the day it was embarrassing to say to someone i'm an odd fellow oh i always knew you were odd (laughs) i won't even listen to that sentence anymore and now because we've made thanks to you so much josh that we've made such an impact in our community i can easily say to people well you know the odd fellows building on douglas street they go yeah oh yeah yeah yep and they know what we are Mm -hmm. so whereas back in the day you didn't even mention it it's it, it was too I'm a little bit in that category still because of my age. People go, oh, you're an odd fellow. Well, duh. Like, you're so kooky. I won't listen Whatever. to that sentence anymore. Um, but, you know, then I obviously bring it up to, like, no, like, you've, you, I know you've seen the building. And most people have eaten at Hope Key, so definitely mm-hmm. they know the building. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep talking from there. Um, and there's another thing. That's how I found my second wife. There you go. She owns the restaurant, and I was the landlord because I was on the board of union. Sounds like some conflict of interest, but we won't go there. I don't go there. Um, well, in the last 11 years that I've been an odd fellow, it's been more and more, you know, people are like, well, the odd fellows, we know what they do, right? They do a lot of good for the, the community. And when I was a kid, the odd fellows was a baseball team in my little league right. that nobody wanted to be on, mm-hmm. right? They all wanted to be on Evening Optimus or uh, Kiwanis. Because Oddfellows was weird if you're and an 11-year-old, you know right? When Odd, uh, when Little League came to Canada in 1954, Victoria number 1 supported that team and has supported every year since then. Yeah. Maybe not during COVID, but every mm-hmm. other year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's been, I mean, the Oddfellows, you know, has been, that's where I originally heard of the Oddfellows was when I was nine oh, years old playing okay. Little League, yep. you know, so and I didn't really and know they're what they're called the Odd Balls, aren't they? No, they, they weren't. No, that's, no. That's, that's the swimming. That's the swimming team that we've got. The cold water swim team are called the oddballs. Well, I thought the baseball uh, the little league guys were called the oddballs. No, but, no, know. they're the odd, they're the odd fellows. Yeah, they're okay. the black team at National Little League, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy for me to think about it now because back then I had no idea, and today oddfellows means so much more. So cool. So I'm going to dig on the recruiting for one more question. Is that I hear that Oddfellows has the social interaction that people of a certain generational group that exists right now don't get. Uh, there's this idea of selling Oddfellows fraternity and social as a opportunity to put the phone down, to look at your community and not mm-hmm. look at yourself and selfies, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the, the crowd you run with. Uh, is already pretty self-aware, uh, aware of their community and so forth. Aware, if that is true, if there's still awareness in the community and you're promoting a community organization, do you think it is just time for them that they say, I have time for something like that now on a regular basis? Or like, what is it that stops them from 
Do you ever get the uh, the answer on what stops them from being keen no. enough to join? I've never really asked okay. either. I feel like um, the people that have made more of an interest or like seemed more interested, I'm willing to pursue and I'm willing to like kind of nudge, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've taken those people to spaghetti socials so they can see open meetings and then they do get more interested. And then there's some people I've invited to like the Halloween events and they're like, oh my God, this is incredible. And they get more excited through that. I haven't wanted to push the people that haven't seemed interested and, and like, even in, like, asking them why not, mm -hmm. um, just because uh, it, it's a personal thing, you know? And, um, and I think that a lot of my friends are still finding themselves. I don't know when you're supposed to finish doing that. But <laughs> never. Still working on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was fifty. Yeah. yeah. So you finally found yourself. Huh? Yeah, I was an. I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> there you go. That's when you find yourself. I love it. That so, could be your selling point. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. You haven't found yourself yet. What I find with people who have joined early, or not early, early in their joining, they have this feeling of, is this right for me right now? Yeah. And that. They're either their family is developing into you know younger kids and they need time away. Um, I, I met a, mem a member who I thought was awesome uh, in my first uh, initiation kind of sequence before I joined, <clears throat> and uh, you know he we don't see him anymore right. because his family is just too young and he doesn't have time for it. But he was a young person; he was probably early thirties, and we've just brought in a bunch of guys who are late 20s and early 30s mm -hmm. who are totally into it and totally mm -hmm. game on everything really motivated but in five years when they have two kids you know but that's that's something i always tell people too is that you know odd fellowship is for life and it's going to ebb and flow the amount that you yep. can participate but just because you can't come to meetings on wednesday doesn't mean that you can't be an odd fellow and participate on saturday exactly. when we do events right, right. so yeah. yeah i mean you know it's like you know i recruited in my 30s and you know, there were people who wanted to be odd fellows and i said no not this year you're not ready this you don't have the time for this you're mm -hmm. not ready to commit because mm -hmm. you have two kids at home and you know talk to me when these kids are all in school and you know your wife is okay with you spending some time away from the home um and please be the supporters the, yeah, the people who are that's right. not on the volunteer crew be the person who bought a ticket absolutely exactly. because we exactly. need those and so and that's where i've been recruiting my friends okay. <laughs> is the like oh look at this event and like and I don't always try to sell it as an Odd Fellows event because I think they're pretty used to hearing me go, I'm going to Odd Fellows or mm -hmm. I'm going to this such and such or whatever. Just sell it as, you know, this really cool event because that's what they are. And then, you know, the last uh, last Halloween event, it said on the tickets, you know, like, here's the secret password. And like my one friend just couldn't wait to tell the people the secret password at the door. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I've been bringing in people <laughs> we're more for partying still right you know we we're we're still selfish hmm. you know we don't think outside ourselves really and hmm. see the need that is around us well selfish we talked about this in the previous episode just about selfishness used to be the reason to join oddfellows because mm -hmm. it was protection it was yeah. security it wasn't for the community it was for yourself right today we don't have those same things and it is about the community or these are the questions we ask why do you want to be an odd fellow is it because if you say i want to network and i want to uh, sell more life insurance you're not going to be an odd fellow if you want to do good that's why we want you on in and so you know it's it's evolved and it's mm -hmm. morphed and these are these are changes that happen but but that's that's the honest answer and you don't want you don't you know it's, it's important for people to be ready to become odd fellows yeah. and you don't push you tell you 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 know i'll i'll tell the world how much i love it but yeah. I'll never say that you have to be one. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. how it is. And if you see w what I see, then you'll want to become one. Yeah. And that'll happen. Cool. You want to play a game? Sure. Yeah, let's play a game. Oh, God. I'm, I'm nervous. Don't game. be nervous. Okay. Don't be nervous. So I'm going to explain the rules here to all those people who are listening and cannot see this fun we are about to have. So we are going to do a draft. Uh, but this is an Oddfellows draft. We are drafting Oddfellows symbols from our favorite on down. So these are Oddfellow symbols that we see in our hall or that we uh, learn about in our ritual and so forth. So we're going to be pretty vague on the too much ritual. Yeah. We'll keep it that way. But we can say what it means because uh, we, you know, we, they're pretty obvious. And what it means to you uh, specifically. Yeah. As well. And that's what's really more interesting, I think, to me. So I, I did 
a, a class on, mm-hmm. on symbolism. And it was so amazing to hear other people's ideas about what the symbols mean to them personally. Mm-hmm. Because you're sitting in that room listening to some noble grand yammer on about something and you wander, your eyes wander around the room and you see something. You see those symbols. And so it's something that we're supposed to think about when, uh, when we see them. The meaning is what we're supposed to keep. So we should all have a list of 12 because we're going to <laughs> pick three each. The four each. Oh, three each. Right? Four each. No, three each. Three. You're yeah, three. three times four is 12. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> three times four. I wanted a bigger team. So you I wanted, wanted a bigger team. Yeah, I wanted a bigger team. Oh. I wanted four. But okay. that's fine because, you know, I'm ready. I, I've, I think I've got my list. I'm pretty happy. I'm excited. I miss sports so much. I miss hockey pools and... <laughs> Um, baseball pools, so this is the closest thing we're gonna this get we're for gonna a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is fun. There's no score. I'm excited about this. This, this is my kind. I'm of interested in what everybody's number one pick is. Like okay. that's that's what interests oh, me. But so, how are we gonna do the pick? Is it gonna be one two three four four three two one, or one sure. two three four one two three four? <laughs> I, youngest to oldest. I think one two three four one two three four. Okay, sounds fair. All right. Okay. Starting with you. Starting with the youngest. Youngest okay. to oldest. All right. So what's your number one pick? My number one is the beehive. Ooh. Ooh. On my list. It's on my list. So oh. Tell us about the beehive. What is it about the beehive that you love? In a lot of ways, uh, everyone everyone always talks about the bundle of sticks. Like, that is the f- first thing I think of a lot of times. Great. I personally don't like the bundle of sticks. What? It's not, maybe not don't like, it's just not my favorite. It mm-hmm. is not on my list. Okay. And that Whoa. is because yeah. the beehive is better. Right. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, and that beehive is, tell us what the beehive is to you. It's, it's the order of all the people in, or the bees or the people inside. Mm-hmm. And we're all working towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. And it's all community. It's, yeah, it's the perfect package deal. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And it is that, that hub of activity. That's yeah. the lodge. That's, yeah. I know. And that was my the number two pick. Sticks, I get it. But like, we're not, you know. That was my number two pick. Oh. My number, it was my number two pick. Oh. Yeah. So we all love the hive. Ah, we love the nice. hive. So you're nice. very lucky you got the hive. <laughs> that was my number two pick. That was your number two oh, See, really? look, all three men. Uh, okay. Man. So it's my pick now. Okay. Okay. Sure. Right? Because okay. I'm the I'll next youngest. So I'm the next youngest. Rachel, Josh. Billy Bill. Okay. Um, And obviously, my number one pick is the bundle of sticks, right? So, and that's a very, um, maybe that's the masculine hive or whatever it is, but the bundle of sticks is what, that feeling of Mm -hmm. strength in numbers, that feeling I get every time I get up in front of Lodge and go, I want to do this, and I get everybody behind me and they're they're willing to help me, and that feeling that that we can do anything if we do it together and we can never be, we can, we can't be broken if we stay together, you know, and, um, definitely the bundle of sticks was my number one pick. It was my number six. It was, that was your number six. What was, and bundle of sticks wasn't on your list, Rachel. And what was it for you, Billy? It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't really on your, my list because okay. I well, you only have like two. I have three. Very short list. Rachel took the first one. Okay, well you're screwed. You I want to start thinking about I, some more. I want to add to the bundle of sticks yes. though, because there was one that uh, you know you have the strength in numbers and so forth, but a weakened stick next to a strong stick, right? Right. It's totally. It gets the support of yes. an older, brittler stick yep. Yep. gets the support of a young green. Flexible, absolutely, absolutely, and and if you can surround that weak stick with five strong sticks, that that stick will never be never be broken. I love it. Okay, uh, so it's me, Billy. You're number one pick, or so my number one. Yeah, you get your number one pick. Is still number one. Yeah, what is it? Is the side the side really? I have that. So I learned about the side, and I thought it is a couple things. So I never really thought of it. But so we all fall to the reaper's cut. And so I think it's a modesty uh, uh, ego break for us that there's nobody in our order that is above or more privileged than the other. We all will fall at some point. And so there's even a it's it's in a book. It's an old book, but uh, it talks about egos basically being checked at at the door. But it is written in 1848 that this Mm -hmm. is saying that as soon as you enter the room we're all equal we're all equal and and the side is to remind us that we are all equal 
Yeah, and that was back in a time when there was real class. There was more class mm -hmm. happening. And, uh, yeah, the scythe is, uh, represents time, too, right. right? Like time, like it's, you know, this yeah. time progresses, we all fall. It's uh, like those... I've never thought of it. I see it painted on our ceiling, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I've never thought of it. But you right. explained it really well, really That's well. Yeah. That was your number, number one. one pick. That's number amazing. One. I had that as number 11 on yeah. my list. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was I had that as number zero. Yeah, yeah you didn't have it. We still, we're not going to you with your list. Anymore. Okay. okay let's, let's just hope you have one. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, yeah. what's your number oh, one Well, pick? I would have to say the heart in your hand heart because hand. it's one. tattooed on my arm. Many people have said, oh, that is very cool. It used to be quite red. The heart's faded away. Because that kind of shows us putting our heart out to the community. Hey, you know, we'll help you. We're, we're, my heart's right here for you. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to say that's my number one uh, Symbol. Symbol. You know, like fellows. I had it for number three. Yeah, I, I love it. Was, it. it was way down my list, but I think it's I think it's this the coolest one that people can recognize as ours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it's a beautiful symbol. It's very much about, you know, extending our our hearts with our hands to our, our brothers and sisters as well as to the community, I think. Mm -hmm. So and I took it off one of the charters too. Hey, <laughs> of arms. course you did. <laughs> Where was it? Did you have it? I forgot about it actually. Okay, that was my number this is three. Fantastic. That was my number I, three. Rachel's going to be off the board what the did whole you, time. What list? What did you have it for, Billy? Or what was your number? I had it as number nine. Number nine. So I had it for three. So now my one, two, and three are all gone, and I only have one of those. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So for your number two, pick. round two. Yeah. yeah round two. So this is my number two, and you guys didn't say it. Um, and I wasn't sure exactly if it's just like the quiver. I, in the book you sent, it was like bows, arrows, and quiver, mm -hmm. or bow, arrows, and quiver. It's like part of the friendship degree, and so it was something that I saw like right off the bat. And just reading through the book that you sent, and it it kind of said that it represented um, knowing that your sister is in danger, sister or brother is in danger, and making sure to let someone know. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that that was... I think it's really yeah. important, especially yeah. when we are talking about people who take time away from odd fellows but it doesn't necessarily have to be for a, a good reason mm -hmm. um and there has times i've taken steps back from odd fellows and people didn't know why right and so um, it's good to to talk to your sisters and brothers mm -hmm. and and keep them informed and yeah so i like that's my second pick it was next on my list it was number three. Oh, i had it for six did you yeah i i took something different from it Oh, the book you're talking about is Ford's Symbolism and Odd Fellowship. Yeah. And so I had it that it's it's where the arrow, it's yeah. where you keep your arrows. Yeah. And so it's to be always ready and stocked. Oh, it should yeah. never be empty was the, the, the thought I had about it. But mm -hmm. yeah. So I get the, you know, it's the, the uh, it's, it's about friendship and it's about fighting for justice and truth. Mm -hmm. You know, those, those kind of war, those, those pieces of protection you know that you that you arm yourself with to protect your brothers and sisters and also fight for what's right mm -hmm. you know that's what i get from that yeah who's on your list uh my list didn't go that far okay <laughs> josh so, so my next pick is one that adorns a lot of our um stuff and it's uh the skull and crossbones mm -hmm. and um you know we've talked about the fact that we're not pirates um the skull and crossbones <laughs> um for me is you know Part of it is one of our credos is we bury the dead, you know, and we take care of our brothers and sisters and their families all the way through. I think for me, any of our symbols that deal with death or mortality really show that it doesn't matter how much we have at the end of our lives, how much possessions or money, it's the work that we do that really continues, you know, and that's something that, you know, I think about often. And we talked about, you know, what's it going to be like when uh, we're getting pinned on our 30th. And I talked about, the, you know, the Josh Miller Memorial um, Ton of Love where we've given away millions of dollars or whatever. You know, that's what I that's what I uh, that's what I'll be proud of. It won't be, you know, uh, my house or uh, my bank account. It'll be what I've done for the, the community. And that's I think, you know, the skull and crossbones, you know, or the coffin or anything. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that that perpetuates for me. Or that's the symbol for me. Um, one that I've always really liked is the moon and the seven stars. Tell us about that. Cause which oh. I wish I knew more about it. Um, <laughs> it's a Rebecca one. 
it's part of our never failing order and that we're well organized. The Seven Stars is the name of the uh, pub in Baltimore where we started, which our lodge owns a brick from that original uh, building. Um, I don't know. I just like that uh, symbolism that it's... Uh... Oh, and the other thing, the Seven Stars is a constellation in the southern atmosphere mm -hmm. um, down near Australia somewhere. Hmm. I, I, it's not on my list. I wish I knew more about it, too. You don't know anything else? Billy I can get the book down. Is stumped. That's an incredible. Stumped. That means I win. And we need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a new game. If that's a new game. Bonus <laughs> points. Yeah. You, if you don't, if if you have something that's not on anyone else's list, did you have that on your list? Nope. Okay. Good job, Bill. Good there job. There you go. Bill. We won't get yeah. we won't get mad that you only had yeah. three symbols yeah. on your yeah. list because it. one of them, yeah. none of us had. Yeah. No kidding. All right. So, so my pick. So I have the other half of yours. So I have the bow and the arrow. Okay. Yep. Not the quiver. Not the quiver. So it was my number. I'm down to my number four. So I'm taking that one. I think it's pretty self-explanatory that it's for protection. And the other, the funny one was when I, when I was doing the research for the class, I noticed on uh, Facebook Messenger, it has a send button that's an arrowhead. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Why doesn't it just have a button that says send, but it's an arrow. And so I was putting kind of the two together that the arrow was like a message. Now it was a message. Yeah, it was a message. Okay, let's not talk about that though. In in our in yeah, but it was it a was. message. It was. So to me it's like, oh, the the arrow is our message to each other, our message to you know, to our friends and our our, our members. So yeah, so that's why I had them hmm. that. I love it. For the arrows. Your turn. It's me. Yeah. Um pick number so, three. So I mean I'm getting all my top three. Nick, well, great. Go. Congratulations. Uh, the serpent. Hmm. I had that one. It was down Not on my though. list at all. Tell me. Um, Tell us what you like about the serpent. So I've always been a huge fan of the Ouroboros. I don't know how to say it properly, but I think Ouroboros. I... Ouroboros. No, 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 no. Different, <laughs> different. That's the sky. Okay, so what's yours? Um, so it's the snake eating its tail. It's infinite knowledge. It's an eternity. Oh. And we also have it in our order, not necessarily in the same way, but generally it can be seen either way. Um, and it also is a function of health and that kind of thing. You know, you see yeah. it for doctors and things like that. Um, and then it's also a talisman against evil, which um, I just, I, there's something always about the serpent that just really stuck with me. Yeah, so that's kind of, kind of, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah the serpent, I had the serpent as number eight. And, okay. you know, for me it was wisdom, right? Yeah. That's what it's about. Also wise protection, like, and that is mm -hmm. like protecting our secrets. The mm -hmm. serpent was, it represents. So, um, really? Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that. Hmm, yeah, so yeah, so wise caution and a protector of our mysteries hmm. is what the serpent wow. also represents. I mean, if I'd ever get a tattoo, it's probably a, a, it would serpent. Be a serpent. Funnily enough, yeah. In the in in that form, not the one eating its tail. I'm not sure yet. I haven't actually decided, <laughs> but I'm very interested in in, in snakes. snakes. Yeah. Well, Do we have any on some documents that Bill could tattoo on his arm? Right. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we can find a document with it. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Okay. Josh. So. I'm taking one that's very a very common one, and that's the three links. And I love the three links because it's um, it not only represents sort of our three main um, teachings, friendship, love, and truth, but it's um, that chain of friendship and con connectivity mm -hmm. amongst our members, and that we are you know we are like this. You know, because we're we're linked because we're brothers and sisters of the same order, and we've taken that that oath to each other. So the the links, yeah. There's some. There's that. Uh, it it it's that connection and that closeness, and then you know that chain of sincere friendships, sincere love, and sincere truth. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, way down my list, I have other ones, but I, I think it's I think it's the simplest for us to communicate what we do. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. Can I give you one? Yes, please. And it's on my arm. And I'm not religious. I'm probably the least religious person in the room. Is the omnipotent eye over top of the noble ground? Mm -hmm. And I don't take it that as God looking over us. I just—it's a feeling someone, something is looking over us. I'll call it something, whether it be Mother Nature or not. But it's just that—it's up there in the front of the room, mm -hmm. and that's one that I definitely look up to. 
Yeah, it wasn't on my list. I I, I like it though too. I'm if I had thirteen picks, it probably would have been. <laughs> it would have like been thirteen. Yeah, I had it as nine, and I I'm you know five. that scrutinizing eye of omnipotence. Yep. But I you know I always think of it too as the all-seeing eye of odd fellowship. Whereas like if I see a brother of mine not acting in a way that's um, becoming of an odd fellow, I see it and I remark on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I would hope that my brothers and sisters would do the same to me. Yeah, that sort of. We're all looking out for each other, yeah. that we have lots of people looking at our, yeah. our lives yeah. and what we do. Instead of that omnipotent, it's the, the we're presence. Looking we're looking over each other. We're looking at each other. So I take it slightly differently. I take it as a very like personal thing that like I must keep myself within a certain uh, demeanor. You know, not um, because I'm doing that to myself. Like what you're doing, let's say, to someone else is what I'm doing to myself. Like mm-hmm. trying to make sure that I'm staying. You're overlooking yourself. Yeah, yeah. Keeping to what I think is right. Mm-hmm. So I get the last pick, I guess, because yeah. we've all had three, right? Yeah. So I'm taking my number five, which is the Warden's Axe. Oh, great. I was gonna. I was hoping that Ooh. one would come up. Yeah. I love the axe. So, so it's progress. It means progress. It means that we're. We're changing the landscape. We're clearing the trees. Uh, well, we're turning what was less useful to more fruitful. I guess is the kind of the thing. Right. But there's um there's one that I saw online that was uh, I don't think we have any at all where the heart and hand is on the axe, mm. and I and I put the two together that our charity is spread with the axe. So we mm. spread our charity wide. Mm. Um, and that's that's how I was putting kind of the two together. But it was my number five. That's a nice vision. Ooh. Yeah, the acts of progress, you know, and the, yeah. hopefully um, us moving forward. And uh... <laughs> okay, so that was twelve. So what else did you have that wasn't picked on your list? Okay, quickly, I have coffin and the globe were the two ones that weren't picked. I didn't have those on my list. Rachel. My list only went to seven because I couldn't remember how many you were supposed <laughs> to do, and my last one was seven. Um, the number seven. Yeah, literally the number seven. Okay. Isn't that funny? Because <laughs> it's like three pages in the book, too, it's right? It's so interesting. Mm. I it haven't read so this book. I need to read it. Yeah, that book is so interesting. Um, what I like to take from the sevens is that... Um, seven stars. Yeah, and then that was another, yeah. Um, it's the way that I really read and like connected with it is uh, sevens throughout our lives. So our body uh, regenerates um, mm-hmm. completely new cells every seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, once you're born, you start teething at seven months, um, uh, you know, puberty, and it continues on every seven, every seven, every seven. And so I just find that really fascinating. Also, Pythagoras and stuff. So. Well, how did, and how did the Odd Fellows, you know, tap into the sevens? Yeah. I did not read that far. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I did not read that far. But there, it, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it's the perfect name for a child, according to George Costanza. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If we're gonna get into Seinfeld stuff, we can we can really start getting funny. Um, So my three that weren't picked were Horn of Plenty. All right. The Hourglass goes with the skull and the crossbow, and then the Scales and Sword Mm -hmm. for Justice and Punishment. I thought it was interesting that the in the United States they have the Statue of Lady Justice. Um, I guess it's outside of like the Supreme Court building and mm-hmm. stuff. Blind justice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and she's the blindfold, right? Yeah. And so, in one hand, she has the scales, and the other hand, she has the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wondered if there was an odd fellow who carved that. But anyways, <clears throat> maybe it's the other way around. Yeah. Cool. cool. So thanks for playing the game. Great game. Yeah. Great. Thank Good. you guys for uh, joining with us on that. I want to read about seven now. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. It's really cool. What's yeah. the book called again? Symbolism in Odd Fellowship by William Henry Ford. Fantastic. The maker, inventor of the shredded wheat. (laughs) That wasn't Kellogg? No, he created the, he built and patented the machine in Niagara Falls, New York that created a shredded wheat biscuit. Biscuit. If uh, anybody's out there who um, has uh, more stories uh, with their family, loved ones, where they've been odd fellows and connected, please email us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, what's our email address again, Billy? Info at moderngoatrider.com. Thank you. So thanks very much for playing and joining us. Yeah, thanks for having um, us. I do want to mention an email that we did receive. Oh, we got fantastic. our first email. Yes! Do you want me to read the whole thing? Um, sure. Yeah, why not? We can always add it. Fraternal that. greetings. Hello. Greetings from Carlton Lodge number 240 in Ottawa. 
I recently came across the first episode of Modern Goat Rider podcast, and I thought I'd say hello and show my support. I love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Yours in FLT, James Forgy. Thank you, James. We really appreciate the support. Thank you. And we'll, I don't know, when we get coffee mugs, we'll send them to Absolutely. (laughs) Well, we have a shirt. That's getting printed pretty soon, right? Yeah, you bet we do. Yeah, well, we do. We have the graphics. Um, there's a good possibility that we will have swag at some point. But um, thank you for your email. And yeah, keep sending those emails. Anybody who wants to connect to us, uh, you'll get your uh, email. Well, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, you'll get your you email, email read on uh, on air. There you go. Yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> this is a, another amazing night in Studio FLT yes. in Billy's basement. Great. Thanks very much, guys. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks for having us. Well, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Bill and Rachel. What a fun episode. Our mailbox is empty, so send us a message, a question, or an idea for a show. You can reach us at info at moderngoatrider.com. If you like our podcast, then please like us where you download your podcasts, or even better yet, leave us a review. All those help us find listeners. Josh and I will be back again soon with another episode making Oddfellows discoveries and seeing the Oddfellowship all around us. Stick around for Ainsley's bragging on his lodge. Cheers and FLT. I'm Ainsley Heilig. I am the secretary and a past grand of Tuscola 316. And our lodge just co-sponsored an event to show the movie Just Mercy in the park in town here. And that's a movie about racial injustice. And it was held in the same spot where less than 100 years ago, there was a KKK rally. And that's bragging on your lodge. <laughs>